1: It is a somber day here at the Cigar Dave Show. Nude women will no longer be featured in Playboy. That magazine that we all aspired to one day read for the articles, using air quotes, when we were young lads, has changed. Actually, Playboy no longer the hip, hot magazine it once was. We will get to that. Real men do not get offended. How many times have you seen wussified males saying, I'm offended by that? Great article that we will discuss today. Halloween, trick-or-treat, a holiday that's been celebrated for many, many years in the U.S., non-religious in any way, shape, or form. You go, you get candy, you dress up, boo, trick-or-treat. Oh, no. It's now being taken away to accommodate religious and cultural Beliefs. and we will continue celebrating cigar Oktoberfest front and center here on the Cigar Dave show. Long-ash greetings and salutations. A long-ash snappy salute semper Delictatio. Always pleasure America's alpha male front and center here in Command Center Alpha Humidor 1A and we invite you to join us at 877 Dave 007 that is 877 328 3007 email address cigar dave at CigarDave.com. don't forget Check us out uh, on Twitter at Cigar Dave Show, Facebook.com slash Cigar Dave. All the details at CigarDave.com. First up, a very happy uh, congratulations to Sergeant Steve, one of our, uh, actually, one of our key guys here at the, key alphas here at the Cigar Connoisseur and Alpha Male Radio Network. Uh, this week, he and his wife Anna had a new private in training, Daniel Steven. So we send our congratulations out. Is that correct, Daniel? I want to make sure I had the middle name. That's right, Daniel Stevens. So uh, congratulations to Sergeant Steve and his wife, Anna, a private in training. And Private Eric, did you receive uh, your celebratory cigar this week when it took place on Thursday? I didn't get my celebratory cigar. I'm still waiting. Did you get one?
2: I did not, unfortunately. Maybe when he gets out of the hospital.
1: There well, I hope he's not going to give out those bubblegum cigars because that would really be wussified beta and I know he would not do that. Now, where's the lovely Miss Cate front and center? Oh Miss Kate is our call hostess when, she, when when she gets a chance, I need her to come in because I need her to verify something about my face today that is just exceptional, exceptionally smooth and silky soft. So when Miss Kate gets off the phone, she is coming right now greeting one of our uh, our, our lieutenants who are calling. I would love to have her come in in front of the microphone because, lieutenants, this morning, one of the things I always say, being an alpha male, I there are many people that like the scruff, that scruffy look. That is not for me. Come on over there, Ms. Kate. Get, get right by my main microphone. Feel the, feel the power, Ms. Kate. Feel the passion. Feel the heat right here.
3: Oh, my. Now, Ms. Kate, when
1: I was at the cigar retailers convention, yes, dear. I ran into a friend, Gail Wells, who is with... Daniel, uh, it is, uh, what is it, Uh, Edwin Jagger. Edwin Jagger, they make very upscale, uh, top-of-the-line shave creams, shave balms, shave soaps, very nice razors, attachments, you name it. Top-of-the-line, made in Britain. Mick the Brit would would certainly like that. And Miss Cate, being you from from the U.K. originally. Mm -hmm. So she gave me some samples, and I've been using them, but I did not use the new soap that she sent me. It's got this aloe and... Some other scent on it, but very, very nice. It's not lavender or anything or chamomile, but very nice. So I I used it today. I started off with the Edwin Jagger pre-shave cream, nice menthol type of base. Then I used the soap, Miscataille. I want you to touch my face. Oh, I want yeah. you to run your hands oh, along yeah. my, my very baby oh, face cheeks. Yeah. How soft oh, and smooth and silky darling, is that, Miss
3: Darling, that's lovely. Is yes. that not silky? Absolutely, darling. It's so smooth. Feel that again,
1: Miss Kate. I know you're getting stimulated, oh, yes, but darling. it is true. I it's got an incredible beautiful. shave. I've always used... Edge or one of the other shave creams. Right. But by using this soap, I got the closest shave I've ever gotten. You don't have to use hard strokes, very short, very light strokes. Just make sure it's all lathered up, and then I use their aftershave, their Edwin Jagger aftershave post-shave to close the pores, a lot of cold water, and I shave in the shower, which gives me an extra smooth shave. Miss Cate, feel both hands. Put both hands on the cheeks. (laughs) Yes. Daughter. There you go. Now, tell, yes. tell everybody how smooth that is. Oh,
4: it's so lovely, I promise. And I have to tell you, it feels good cheek-to-cheek, cheek,
1: definitely. And, Ms. Kate, your rack on my knee just now felt absolutely oh, spectacular. <laughs> Show-wing. All right, so Ms. Kate has verified it. Lieutenants, I always say, there is something I like to be clean-shaven. Now, I'll go on the weekend, a couple of days without shaving, and actually, every so often, it's good not to shave give your face a rest, let the beard grow, because then when you do shave, you get an incredibly smooth shave because the beard, the whiskers, are nice and long, and you can just cut them beautifully with your razor. But I'm not one for scruff. I do not like wearing a a suit and having scruff. I don't like a day or two or three days without shaving. I shave virtually every day. That is how this alpha male goes about it. Let me ask you this. Did James Bond walk around in his tuxedo with scruff? I rest my case. Never. So I've got a very smooth shave. And lieutenants, we are going to do a show probably in November about shaving. Because as an alpha, as a male, we spend a ton of time throughout our life shaving. You don't realize it. I know I take my time shaving in the morning. I don't rush it because, and that's why I get very few nicks. I don't get very many cuts. I shave in the shower because my beard is nice and soft, all that heat, all that steam. And I use a pre application to soften the beard. Then I use that Edwin Jagger soap today, which was just magnificent. And uh, I I tell you, I was shocked. I have always, and I didn't have a beaver or a badger brush. That's what they use, those little brushes. It's made out of badger hair. But I just used my fingers, worked like an absolute charm. So we will do that uh, upcoming. Now, lieutenants, there is a, we celebrate Halloween, trick or treat. It's been celebrated by kids and even adults in many cases for years and years and years and years. One of my favorite holidays growing up, I would go as Batman or Superman, Definitely did not wear a dress, as we discussed last week. That never, ever happened. Now, at one time, maybe Halloween, and I think it was, had something to do with one of the saints or somewhere along the line. But that was hundreds and hundreds of years ago. So for all practical purposes, Halloween is not a religious holiday. There's nothing religious about it. There's no religion. There's nobody with a, with a cross or a Jewish star or any other symbol that denotes a religion when it comes to Halloween. It's about little kids dressing up, walking their neighborhood with those orange pumpkin trick-or-treat jars or bags or pillow sacks and getting ample amounts of candy. It's that simple. There's nothing sinister about it. There's nothing overt about it. There's nothing that is just so so offensive about it. It's a fun holiday. Now, as an adult, I see adults dressing up. Not my thing anymore, but when you're a kid, it was great. Now, I don't know anybody of any religion that ever has gotten offended by Halloween. Trick or treat. I've never heard someone say, trick or treat, I'm now offended because... I'm doing my, my Count Dracula, or my Count Dracula because I'm very offended that this is a religious holiday. Trick or treat, blah. Never. Never. Well, leave it to a, an enemy of pleasure, an enemy of Halloween. Leave it to the language police, the thought police, the political correctness police to... Stop. Halloween celebration at a school. This comes to us from Milford, Connecticut. A Connecticut school district is banning Halloween in an effort to be inclusive. Now, since when is Halloween exclusive? When have kids been told, excuse me, you, youngster, can't participate in Halloween? You are this religion? Nope, you can't celebrate it. That religion? Nope, can't celebrate it no oh, but i have never once ever once no i take that back one time i heard someone say that it's a it's a it's a religious it goes as its it roots as a religious holiday but never did they say it's now a religious holiday so really for all practical purposes never once have i ever heard anybody say you know that's a that's a deeply religious holiday that could offend some a letter stating One of the school's decisions, Live Oaks School in Milford, the Milford Public School District, sent out a letter stating the school's decision to no longer recognize Halloween because of numerous incidents of children being excluded from activities due to religion or cultural beliefs. Now, what religion, I ask you, has ever said, Halloween, that is offensive. We must stop it. I've never heard a Roman Catholic uh, priest say that. I've never heard a Lutheran minister say that or a Methodist minister. I've never heard a rabbi say it. I've never heard anybody say, anybody from any religious institution, saying Halloween should be stopped because of religious beliefs or cultural beliefs. Never heard of it. Halloween has been celebrated in this country as a rite of passage for kids, for youngsters. For adolescence, since I was around, I mean, I, I, it's been going on for I don't know at least what, maybe a hundred years, maybe more. But never once have I ever heard anybody say, "Ooh, I'm offended by by kids going out and saying trick or treat, asking for candy." I'm offense. I'm offended by kids dressing up as ghouls and goblins and Batman and princesses. I've never heard that once. The school is discontinuing a popular costume parade, banning students and staff from wearing costru- costumes on the day, and they're rebranding October 31st, formerly known as as Halloween, to a fall-themed day. Fall-themed day? That's as ridiculous as Columbus Day being called—what what do they call that— uh, Uh, indigenous, um, Indigenous Day, Indigenous Citizens Day, some BS that somebody contrived, and now there's a movement to change Columbus Day because people are offended by Christopher Columbus because he came here when the Indians were here and took the land, so on and so forth. Thank you. Indigenous Peoples Day. What a load of poppycock. Indigenous Peoples Day. And here we have it for Halloween. And to me... What religious group is being offended? I would like to know that. I have absolutely no clue. Now, parents in the Live Oak School in Milford Public School District, uh, over 350 parents have signed a petition calling on the school district to restore the fund, allow children to walk in the parade. And there's even a petition at change.org that says these are our American customs and traditions. We should not have to give them up because others find them offensive. I'm so tired of kids missing out on some of the things we all got to do as children and are some of the greatest childhood memories. Others are saying that it is offensive. Now, the chief operations officer for Milford Schools, Jim Richtelli, said that he has no direct knowledge about Live Oak's ban on Halloween, but claims such moves are out of a concern for diversity. I don't know about you. I am sick and tired about hearing about diversity. And when we come back, I will get into that because that's another line that the enemies of pleasure and the thought police use, diversity. We need to have more diversity. So when we come back, we'll finish this story about kids at the Live Oak School in Milford, Connecticut being banned from enjoying Halloween. Instead, it's fall theme day. Boo to that.
0: The Monte Cristo Social Club presents Swords, Stars, and Sinatra. An evening celebrating the Monte Cristo 80th anniversary. Hosted by the General Cigar Dave. And featuring Jack Daniel's Sinatra Select and other Jack Daniel's spirits. All attendees will receive the extremely limited Monte Cristo 80th anniversary cigar. The Monte Cristo Estoque. The Monte Cristo Vintage White Connecticut and the Monte Cristo Platinum Tampa Edition. Swords, Stars, and Sinatra will be held poolside at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Tampa on Thursday, October 29th from 7 to 10 p.m. For more details and to purchase tickets, go to CigarDave.com.
3: story that made the cigar. The cigar that made history. 80 years ago, Monte Cristo began a legacy of crafting only the finest cigars. Now, that legacy is honored by the very special, extremely limited edition, Monte Cristo 80th Anniversary Cigar. Crafted for the first time, Dominican Pelotico Tobacco. Grown from seeds, hand carried from Cuba by Pepe Mendez. This exclusive cigar is like no other rolled in a dark and oily Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper. The Monte Cristo 80th Anniversary Cigar features a rich, fuller-bodied, and wonderfully complex smoke. Packaged in an elegant handmade box, these exceptional cigars are available now at your local tobacconist. Honor
0: the legacy with the Monte Cristo 80th Anniversary. Surgeon General warning. Cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat even if you do not inhale.
1: The Monster Mash, traditional Halloween song. Now, I'd like to know who exactly is offended, what religious group, what cultural group is offended by celebrating Halloween? A number of years ago, or actually, I think last year, in Newington, Connecticut, what is it with Connecticut that uh, all these Connecticut schools, for some reason, have a problem, have an issue with celebrating Halloween? They cancel traditional Halloween celebrations due to concerns that they exclude children whose families don't celebrate the holiday. Well, who cares? But why would you cancel something that is non-religious in nature if a family chooses not to celebrate it? Then so be it. I've never heard of such absolute wussification. So I'd like to know, what religious group is it? I've never heard any Methodists, Lutherans... Catholics, Presbyterians, Jews, Sikhs, Hindus, I've never heard any of them complain about Halloween. So who is it? That's what I'd like to know. I'd like the school district to say who it is. Who is offended? And even if they are offended, this is an American celebration, an American tradition that is not religious. If they don't like it, too damn bad. You are in our country. If you're an immigrant, you come to our country. Now, the one thing I mentioned before, uh, we took the break, diversity. You know, I mean, I am getting so tired of hearing that word diversity. Everywhere you go, oh, you know what? It's the diversity. We, because we encourage diversity, we don't want to offend anyone. You know, this country has been, you know, they're saying it's diverse beliefs and cultures, religions. Diversity, embrace it. I am so tired of hearing that bull, bull you-know-what term, diversity. This country has been diverse since immigrants first landed on the shore. But now all of a sudden we have to have a politically correct term for diversity. Diversity is nothing more than a word that says we can't offend anybody. So if some person doesn't celebrate something or doesn't like it, too bad. Too bad. And whether somebody celebrates Hanukkah or somebody celebrates Christmas, not everybody celebrates it, but everybody should be encouraged. If you want to celebrate it, go ahead. We don't stop at saying, oh, Please stop it. Somebody could be offended. Too bad. This is the kind of society we are living in in this country now. And we're replacing Halloween with fall or harvest theme celebration. What are you supposed to do? Trick or treat, happy harvest theme day. I don't think so. Enough is enough. And in these schools, teachers are permitted to teach about Halloween, but they can't celebrate Halloween. I'm telling you, this is a load of nonsense. I don't know what religious group they're targeting or cultural group. I have no idea. Maybe I do. Maybe I have a slight indication. But if someone doesn't like the celebration of Halloween in this country or the celebration of Independence Day or the celebration of President's Day or of Martin Luther King Day or of Christmas or of Hanukkah, Or of any or Labor Day, Memorial Day, too damn bad. This is the United States of America. These are our traditions. And if you cannot assimilate, if you cannot embrace our traditions and holidays, you want to change it, my suggestion: go back to the hell where you came from. Because here in this country, we celebrate Halloween. Trick or treat or cigars, candy, and hot days.
0: As we celebrate Cigar Oktoberfest, the Cigar Dave Officers Club selection is the Perdomo Special Craft Series, including the Amber, Stout, and Pilsner that go nicely with your favorite beer. The Perdomo Special Craft Series Pilsner has a U.S. Connecticut wrapper with binders and fillers from Nicaragua. Pilsner is a mild to medium-bodied cigar that pairs beautifully with a Pilsner, white ale, golden lager, cream ale, or light lager. Get premium cigars shipped directly to you every month by signing up today at CigarDave.com.
1: It's the General Cigar Dave, and we've got two big events occurring in the Cigar City of Tampa, both at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino. First up on Thursday, October 29th, Monte Cristo Social Club presents Swords, Stars, and Sinatra. Celebrating Monte Cristo's 80th anniversary. I'll be hosting this great event where attendees will receive four great cigars, including the very limited Monte Cristo 80th anniversary cigar. We'll have Spirits Tasting featuring Jack Daniels, including the Jack Daniels Sinatra select great food, libations, delicacies at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino Thursday, October 29th. Tickets, $100 and available at CigarDave.com. Then, on Saturday, November 21st, it's the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest at The Rock as we enjoy great Davidoff cigars, great spirits from Woodford Reserve and Jack Daniels, great delicacies, all poolside. Tickets available at CigarDave.com. Two great events in the Cigar City coming your way.
0: unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy. It's time for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers. Well, it is our celebration
1: of Cigar Oktoberfest. We celebrate cigars, we celebrate beer, and we combine them. Well, there is a manufacturer, cigar manufacturer, that has come out with a very unique combination, a unique way to pair up. Create a series of cigars that matches up beautifully with various types and styles of beer. From Perdomo Cigars, just launched their Perdomo Special Craft Series. And if you are a member of the Officers Club, you will be receiving late next week, early into the weekend, your October Officers Club selection, which is the Perdomo Special Craft Series. Now, there are three different cigars, three styles of the Perdomo Special Craft Series that I will get into. First up... The Perdomo Special Craft Series Pilsner. Now, the Pilsner goes nicely with a nice lager, with a Pilsner, with a lighter type of beer. The wrapper on this is a Connecticut Shade-Grown USA wrapper, Nicaraguan Jalapa binder, and Nicaraguan Condega filler. Beautiful-looking cigar and very neat the way that they have the band on this cigar. There's no top band, but from the very bottom of the cigar to about two-thirds of the way up, you see a beer. Each different cigar, each style has a different type of beer glass with a different type of beer in it. For example, in the Perdomo Special Craft Series Amber, which goes nice with a nice, uh, obviously an amber Bach type of style, and that uses a Nicaraguan Jalapa Sun Grown, it's got a very unique glass with the amber-colored beer. And then if you go to the Perdomo Special Craft Series Stout, which uses a Nicaraguan Jalapa Maduro, you see a glass of beer with dark, looks like a nice chocolate stout, an oatmeal stout, very hearty-looking beer. Could also be Guinness, that nice, real rich, uh, dark-looking roasted barley beer. So three different cigars that accompany the type of beer that you are enjoying, and I will enjoy this, the Perdomo Special Craft Series Pilsner, part of the Perdomo Special Craft Series, and I cannot wait to get to it because it will pair beautifully with my libation selection to kick off today's Cigar Oktoberfest.
0: Cigar altering and highly sharpened,
1: leaf-exposing
0: device. Self-sharpening double-edged stainless steel guillotine ready for action maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus.
1: Well, from the Cigar Dave Signature R&D Laboratories, I got my special... This is a new one they just sent over here. It's got an adjustable... This is very cool because it's a almost looks like a pipe, like a single pipe, but at the very top, there's a little wedge here, and I can angle the flame as necessary. Very, very cool. Very neat. It's almost like holding a... Uh, almost like a uh, just a, a very narrow pipe. It's just very... Compact, very unique looking design. Little start button on the side, four jet flames at the very top. That's what I will use today on my Perdomo Special
0: Craft Series Pilsner. Cigar, Cigar pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one.
1: Okay, perfect cut here on the end of my. Perdomo Craft Series Pilsner. Now, I'm going to remove the bottom, actually the entire band. It's very unique because when you take this band off, this giant band, it's about four inches high, there is nothing remaining on the cigar. You are naked. You are bandless. And on the back of the band, it says Perdomo Special Craft Series, handcrafted for beer enthusiasts. So I will gently toast the foot of this new craft series by Perdomo, the Pilsner Pilsner taking my time. Well, I'll tell you, that's a beautiful-looking Connecticut Shade wrapper. Very silky, very smooth. And speaking of no band being naked, we'll talk about Playboy a little bit later on. And the further wussification of the American male, who's now offended at every little thing. All right, I will puff and rotate now that the wrapper the is properly toasted and burning ahead of the binder and filler. Oh, great raw. Wow. You can definitely taste the sweetness of the Connecticut wrapper, USA wrapper, which I should say has a a slightly different flavor complexion than a Connecticut Ecuadorian wrapper. The Connecticut Shade USA is a little bit sweeter, definitely a little bit on the tamer side, but you get that very nice Very nice sweetness on the palate. Very subtle, but very nice. Whereas the Connecticut Ecuador doesn't have as much sweetness, but still very smooth. And not as silky of a wrapper as the Connecticut USA. But both very nice, both flavorful, both top of the line in terms of wrappers. And it's amazing because for a while, Connecticut Shade USA wrappers were out of style. People wanted the Nicaraguan, the Ecuadorian wrappers, the Honduran wrappers, the Cameroon wrappers, but... Connecticut wrapper is still amongst the most popular wrappers out there. And we saw this year, Drew Estate, they launched their Undercrown Connecticut. So Connecticut lieutenants is alive and well. And this Perdomo Special Craft Series Pilsner uses a beautiful USA-grown Connecticut Shade wrapper that I'm enjoying. Now, I've got my Craft Series Pilsner cigar that is perfectly matched to a pilsner or a lager,
0: so I need something to accompany this beautiful stick. Scotch, bourbon, and beer. Commence thirst-quenching libationary maneuvers. Well,
1: from Ellicottville Brewing Company in western New York, in fact, we had our guests, we had folks from Hamburg Brewing and Ellicottville Brewing on the, at the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the water in Buffalo mid-October. And one of the beers that uh, we enjoyed, actually a couple of beers, were from Ellicottville Brewing. Now this is their Oktoberfest Lager. And back in the day, noble families of Deutschland, of Germany, were the ones who were able to imbibe the special Oktoberfest Lager. And for the fall season, Ellicottville Brewing Brews this lovely-looking beer. They use the freshest German Hallertauer hops and Munich malts to produce what they call a royal brew. 5.6% alcohol by volume, 24 on the IBU scale—that is International Bitterness Units. So it's going to be a relatively mild cigar, or mild—not uh, mild cigar, mild beer—with a little bit of flavor. In it, little flavor. It's not going to be in the 12-16. So 24, you're going to get a little hoppiness, little spice. Let me pour that. Oh, what a beautiful color. And, in fact, let me take a picture of this. I've got to take a picture. I wish I had eight hands. But I'm going to take a a picture of this because when you see the combination, just perfectly, absolute perfect, perfection. Look at this. Hang on. Let me do that. Okay. I will tweet that out momentarily because when you look at the color of the Ellicottville Oktoberfest lager, And the Connecticut Shade Perdomo Special Craft Series, you can see why this pairs up beautifully. So without any further delay, let me say cheers. Mmm, very nice sweet aroma on the nose. Mmm. Mmm, it's smooth. But you get some of the hoppiness at 24 IBUs, International Bitterness Units. It's not going to be super hoppy, but just enough to let you know that there are some hops residing, some of those German Halletower hops. All I need is a little schnitzel, some sauerbraten, and I'm ready to go, yeah. In fact, uh, let me give my German shepherd, Sultan, you know, because, again, being he's a German shepherd, I'm sure he'll enjoy some of this München Oktoberfest lager. I'll put a little bit in his bowl in just a bit. Let me take another sip. Mm. Wow, that's smooth. And I have three other beers that I will sample today during Cigar Oktoberfest, and we'll tweet out pictures and post those at CigarDave.com. All right, much to get to, lieutenants, today. Still want to tell you about the brand-new Camacho Shellback that uh, was just launched a week ago, but I was one of the first—actually, I think I was—I think Dylan Austin told me of Camacho. I had lunch with him the day before they were shipping. He said, I'm the first in the nation to have a box of these. So I'll tell you about the Camacho Shellback, and I do want to get to— Real men do not get offended. An interesting article. We've talked about the wussification of the American male. We will get to that. And also, naked women, naked dames, or as they say in the South, naked. Naked dames are disappearing in Playboy. But I'll get to some commentary about Playboy because they've been stale for a long, long time. But let's go to the phones at 877-DAVE-007 as I take a puff of my Perdomo Special Craft Series. Mm, Mmm. And a sip of my Ellicottville Oktoberfest Lager. Mm. Now I am ready to say hello to Wayne up in the Western New York Theater of Operations, my hometown, Buffalo, New York, listening on 9 30 WBEN. Wayne, you are up. Long ashes to you, John. Long ashes again. Back at you.
2: Hey, I as you know, I listened to BEN to hear you, and I heard you run a lot last week. I said, Oh, my guy got caught The father who's lent his son dressed up like a princess fairy is a sad excuse of a father i'm sorry and he's gonna dress up like queen of the maid you know a three-year-old is just is impressionable at that age they don't know up down left right dog cat you, you have to guide them through things and you know and it's just ridiculous as a matter of fact uh during that same week there was a uh, our local commentator sandy beach and tom barler sandy beach came up with a. What's called gender confusion? We're all not confused, and I'd like to. Know, where are these people coming up with this? I took a shower this morning, and uh, guess what? I'm not confused. I'm a male. <laughs> <laughs> my cousin, my cousin Melissa, had a baby. Guess what? She knows she's a girl. Right. Where is this confusion? You know, I think I know where the is coming from, though. You yep. know how smoking cigars is so evil? We got to shut down the factories, but you go out to Colorado and smoke 15 pounds of dope. Right. That's where the liberals are, so this is where the stuff is
1: coming from. Well, you know, it's no, it's, it goes even further than that. And I do get it. It is kind of ironic that a lot of the people that were jumping up and down about the evils of secondhand smoke, which scientific evidence has proved to be nonsense, but they're the first ones saying we have to legalize marijuana. We should. And my feeling yeah. is, hey, legalize it. I don't care. I say legalize it. You know what? Tax it. Why should we be the only ones, cigar connoisseurs, that have to pay for the state children's health insurance program? Tax it. I, I say, fine, enough of this nonsense. I don't want to put people in jail for, uh, for, for possessing marijuana. As long as they're not under the influence when they're driving or operating machinery or flying, fine. No problem. Knock yourself out. But my problem is with them, when they jump up and down about, oh, cigars and secondhand smoke, but they're the first ones that say, we have to legalize marijuana. We should be able to smoke marijuana wherever we want. I find it except, very hypocritical. Except. But let me go back Wayne and first of all you mentioned two great uh, legendary broadcast of course Sandy Beach legendary broadcaster I hate to tell you I listened to Sandy when I was Good. growing yeah. up uh, on Rock 102 or Magic 102 when I was in high school in Buffalo same but thing with Roger Christian I, in fact I saw Roger Christian who does afternoons on on uh, Magic 102.5 in Buffalo and I said Roger I don't want to I don't want to age you But I was listening to you in grade school in the morning and also in high school. And uh, so he got a kick out of that. But Roger's great. So is Sandy. And uh, Tom Bowerly, let me tell you something. Everything Bowerly knows about being an alpha male, I taught him. This five-star taught Bowerly. Bowerly came to me not as a wussified beta, but not a totally 100% alpha. And I alphaed him up. Under my tutelage, Bowerly now ranks amongst the top 1%. In alpha males in the United States, certainly in the Western New York theater of operations.
2: Next time I call in and uh, talk to Bowery, I'll say I'll, I'll remention that. Say, I heard you were quite a sissy before. No, uh, he wasn't a sissy. That's Bauer not true. He
1: <laughs> wasn't. But but I've exposed him to the alpha male. Look, good life, the cigars, the libations. We've got Tom on the right track now, and and a great guy as well. In fact, uh, he was at our Alpha Pleasure Fest last year. But let me well, tell you about what real quickly, Wayne, because I'm up against a break. But you mentioned why is it that. We've got these people that are so wussified now. It has nothing to do with the libs out in Colorado over the last number of years. This has to do with the feminist movement over the last 40 to 50 years that have wanted to make men feel guilty about being men. They've wanted to blame men for all these problems that are not— that that we've kept women down, that we're evil, that we're brutal towards women. This is a load of nonsense that was perpetuated by a small group of women— who grow, have, have more hair growth on their, on their face than I do, who couldn't get a man if their life, they couldn't get laid in a whorehouse for money. Guaranteed, because these women, number one, are so angry at the world... They're angry at everyone else. They point the finger instead of saying, you know what, maybe I should go and maybe I should get my face, facial hair waxed. Maybe I should go into the gym. Maybe I should put a little makeup on. Maybe I shouldn't look so butch. Maybe I should look a little feminine. But instead, what they do is they wag their finger and a small group of women have jumped up and down and said, you men are evil. And what they've wanted to do is take boys, take everything that makes a boy a boy, all his energy. His, his, his testosterone that starts to flow in his adolescent years. They've tried to take that, harness it, so that a boy does not, is not allowed to express natural boy tendencies and boy behavior, so that as they get into adolescence, they start becoming sissified and feminized. And by the time they're adults what happens? They have no idea how to take criticism. They are offended at every little thing. And when there's a problem, instead of knowing how to deal with it, because as a boy, you played cops and robbers and you wrestled and you, 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 you did all those behaviors that taught you how to deal with, with life's lessons and, and life's, Harsh, uh, you know, harsh lessons or, or 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 negative things, experiences that happen in life. Instead, they snap and they take a gun and they shoot up movie theaters, or they shoot up other reporters, or they go out and they shoot innocent people at college campuses because they there are go. not made, they are not allowed to be boys, and they don't learn male behavior from a young age. And this is a huge problem. And that's why we have started War on Wussification. And in fact, at Twitter, our new handle is at waronwuss, W-U-S-S dot com. And we are also going to be starting a website that will start highlighting this because this is a huge problem that we must undertake. And if we do not address it now, we are doomed. We are already seeing the effects of adults from the last 20, 30, 40 years that have been wussified. And that dad that you talked about, the guy's name is Paul Henson. He's 28 years old. His 3-year-old son is Caden. And not only is Caden wearing, and we tweeted this out last week, not only is Caden the little 3-year-old wearing a dress, but his father also went as one of the other princesses so that they could both go together. Now, there is a huge problem, and that 28-year-old father is right in that sweet spot where all the boys... From let's say 19, let's say like late 1960s, early 70s until today have been Wussified. So, Wayne, tell you what I'm gonna do. You bring up some great points. How about I send you out the September Officers Club selection of the Alec Bradley cigar sampler that includes the Alec Bradley Tempest Nicaragua that is absolutely off the charts and the reblended and repackaged Alec Bradley Max that is beautiful? It will come your way. Fantastic. Fantastic, General. All right, Wayne, stand by. The lovely Ms. we will get that out to you. Lieutenants, we're on a roll. 877-DAVE-007 celebrating Cigar Oktoberfest and fighting the war on wussification.
0: The 2015 Alpha Pleasure Fest at The Rock is Saturday, November 21st at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Tampa. The Alpha Male Good Life Maneuvers are presented by Davidoff and distilled by Jack Daniels. Your VIP tickets to the Alpha Pleasure Fest include Davidoff cigars, Jack Daniels libations, a scrumptious buffet fit for an Alpha Male, a special gift from Cigar Dave, and so much more. Tickets are on sale now at CigarDave.com.
6: In this difficult and challenging time when the government is trying to outlaw premium cigars and take away the art form of enjoying a beautiful cigar, we decided to introduce our brand called Prohibition. This cigar is going to be the bootleggers dream. A gorgeous cigar made in Esteli, Nicaragua, triple cap, using a broadleaf wrapper and a Mexican wrapper from the San Valley. It's got Nicaraguan tobaccos from the Nicaraguan valleys of Esteli and Jalapa. It's rich, it's complex, it's got some spice, some white pepper, and a ton of sweetness. Full of flavor, this cigar is one that you're going to want to enjoy, and you're going to bootleg, and that's why it's called Prohibition. Enjoy it. I promise you're gonna love it.
0: It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate Patio overlooking the thirteenth green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown number no. four by JC Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm-hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut shade wrapper, fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh and the pursuit of pleasure, it's the General Cigar Dave.
1: Lieutenants, we got two big events coming up. First of all, Thursday, October 29th, both events, by the way, in the Cigar City of Tampa at the same location, the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino, amongst the most cigar and pleasure-friendly spots, not only in the Cigar City of Tampa, but on the planet. First up, Thursday, October 29th. In conjunction with the Monte Cristo Social Club, it is Swords, Stars, and Sinatra, Hosted by yours truly celebrating Monte Cristo's 80th anniversary, you will get four fantastic Monte Cristo cigars, including the very limited Monte Cristo 80th anniversary cigar. That's a $25 cigar right off the bat that you're going to get. We're going to have spirits tasting, including Jack Daniel's Sinatra Select, Woodford Reserve, Woodford Reserve Double Oaked, Woodford Reserve Rye, and the Woodford Reserve 1838 Master Selection White Corn. That's a very limited selection that we will have. You'll get great food, couple of drink tickets, lots of great times. Poolside at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino. Going to be very scrumptious food, I can tell you that. Lovely evening under the stars. Tickets, $100. Go to CigarDave.com. And then on third correction, Saturday, November 21st, the 2015 Alpha Pleasure Fest at The Rock, presented by Davidoff, distilled by Jack Daniels. That is a day of Alpha pleasure with cigars, spirits, and great delicacies. 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., Everything is included. It is an all-VIP event. You get a huge buffet from Chef Bill. You're going to get a great bag with about six, seven Davidoff and Abo cigars. You're going to get a nice bottle of Woodford Reserve. You're going to get some special Cigar Dave coffee. It's going to be a great time with some great beer tastings, great tastings from Jack Daniels and Woodford Reserve and Old Forster. Tickets, $160. They are going quick. Cigardave.com. So two big events, the Monte Cristo Social Event, that is Swords, Stars, and Sinatra on Thursday, October 29th, 7 to 10 p.m. And then Saturday, November 21st, the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest at The Rock, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Cigardave.com for tickets and info. Both events held at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino. All right, lieutenants, I am thoroughly enjoying my Perdomo Special Craft Series Pilsner. It is ever so smooth going beautifully with my Ellicottville Oktoberfest Lager. Now, in the next hour, I will enjoy a Shock Top Honeycrisp Apple Wheat. I will have a Southern Tier IPA India Pale Ale. And then we'll go out to California from the Lost Coast Brewery, the Eight Stout, Eight Ball Stouts. Beautiful-looking beer, so we're going to be trying some different styles today. Of course, we will take your calls, comments. I do have some comments on Woody Sanders from the debate. Don't get me started on my buddy Sanders. I've been working on my... I've been thinking about buddy Sanders all week. I'm getting a little disheveled just thinking about it. So we'll talk that. We will talk about real men not getting offended and what is going on at Playboy and the new Camacho Shellback. Hour number two of the Cigar Dave Show is next.
0: This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Cigar Dave. Ah, join my Perdomo
1: Special Craft Series. Amber, that is correction. Pilsner. I'm looking at the amber because that's the next one I want to get into my chompers. I got all three in front of me here. And by the way, if you remember the Officers' Club, you will be getting the Perdomo Special Craft Series later this week, early uh, next weekend. Our October Officers' Club selection. Enjoying my first of four beers, my Ellicottville Oktoberfest lager. Next up, we will enjoy the Shock Top Honeycrisp Apple Wheat that I will get to in just a few minutes. Of course, we will take your calls at 877-DAVE-007. And as I pledge to you, lieutenants, I am leading the fight against the wussification of the American male. It is a big challenge because we are loaded with wussies. We are loaded with betas. We're loaded with boys and men that want to dress in Halloween costumes that look like princesses. Something is very disturbing here in the U.S. of A. Well, we welcome you back, lieutenants. Before I get to the calls, lines are jammed. Please stay uh, stay patient. I promise I will get to everyone talking about real men. You know, when people talk to me, I, I do not get offended very easily. I mean, a lot of people sometimes will hear something and they'll be like, oh, my God, I'm so offended. I'm like, ah, come on, get over it, big deal. I believe in First, First Amendment's uh, right of free speech. And there are going to be times when you're going to not like something somebody says. They have the right to say it. And that can be any situation. It could be something relatively mild. It could be something extremely offensive. But that is what separates this nation we have the Constitution and the very First Amendment, freedom of speech and freedom of the press and freedom of religion. Very simple. But nowhere does it say in the Constitution that you have the right not to be offended. Nowhere in that document. Part of free speech is that you may be offended at times. No matter what the incident. Now, you have the right to rebut. You have the right to disagree. You have the right to call someone out. No problem. But the problem today is that everybody gets offended by the slightest, most ludicrous of statements. And I'll give you an example. You can walk down the hallway. You can look at somebody, let's say a beautiful female, and you can look and say, You look great today. Love those shoes. That that leopard top on you is magnificent. Now, I guarantee you, 99.9% of women out there will say, really, thank you. And it's all how you say it. You don't walk up to them and say, man, you look like a hot broad. Man, I'm going to tell you, your rack looks great in that leopard top. That's not how you say it. You've got to be polite about it. But I'm always polite being the alpha male that I am, knowing the gentleman just like the Rat Pack. They were opinionated. They lived life. They were alpha males. They loved to carouse with the dames. You could say they were womanizers. So what? No problem. There's nothing wrong in any way, shape, or form. Being a womanizer is not a negative thing. Being a flirt is not a negative thing. But I guarantee you, you walk down the hall, 99.9% of the women will be like, Oh, my God, you made me feel great. I'm so flattered. Thank you. But you'll get the 0.1%. You'll get the 0.1% who are mean-spirited, who are angry at the world, who are angry at men, who are not happy, who live miserable lives, And they'll look at you and say, what do you mean by that? And you reply, I just meant you look great in it. I like it. It looks good on you. I'm offended by that. That's very sexist. And, you know, I love when women will wear a top showing their ample rackage and stackage and beautiful décolletage. And then when you notice it, now, this is only a very small percentage that have this problem. The reason most women wear it is they want it to be noticed. It's a nice highlight. It's a nice feature. And then a very small percentage will say, what, are you staring at my, at my rack? Well, sweetheart, you got it open like a billboard. Of course I'm staring at it. I'm admiring it. So you'll always get some people that will be slightly offended. Very small, but nonetheless, they will be offended. You walk into somebody, some office or some some, some hallway, some some, you name it. You go in somewhere and say to somebody, good morning. What a great day. And they'll look at you and say, it's not so great. It's terrible. I'm offended by that. Everybody gets offended. A lot of the millennials are in this category, get offended. Great article that was passed along to me by Mrs. Harem of One, Gina. And it is from the louderwithcrowder.com website. And this is from last March. I don't know how it escaped me. But the headline, Real Men Don't Get Offended. The picture on the top of this article is the greatest general that has ever walked the planet. The greatest general with the largest, most massive-sized titanium nads of steel. Or I shouldn't say titanium nads. They're nads of steel or titanium nads, one or the other. That this world has ever seen. A general in which today's general would be very, very, I would say, smart to emulate And I'm talking about the greatest general of them all, General George S. Patton. Led the 3rd Army, the great 7th Army, in ww 2 And there's a picture of him wearing his helmet with his four stars, ever so dapperly dressed, looking the part of General. Here's one thing that people didn't realize about the great General George S. Patton. He didn't like his voice. General Patton actually had a very squealy voice. He didn't have... The George C. Scott voice, where he talked like this, by God, we're going to get those sons of bitches. He didn't have this five-star general's voice. He never liked his voice. He always thought it was too squealy. But nonetheless, when you looked at him, he didn't have to say a damn word because he exuded strength. He exuded confidence. He exuded brilliance. He exuded force. He exuded respect. So perfect to put a picture of General George S. Patton on this in this article entitled real men don't get offended that's offensive said no great man ever ah the year 2015 we find ourselves at the perfect intersect of political correctness tolerance and white male privilege legend has it that at this crossroad you can sell your soul to a transgender devil for reality tv fame and fortune what an enlightening time to be alive Men no longer assume the responsibility of leading their family because feminists have told them that male leadership is no longer intrinsically necessary. Men no longer teach their sons how to become a man because maybe their son played with a Barbie once. Many men no longer challenge themselves or live what Theodore Roosevelt called the strenuous life because they've been told that accepting themselves for who they are is more important than the growth that comes with discomfort. Never is the fall of masculinity more clearly on display than when grown adult men pull out the offended card. Any man who goes about with the word offensive on his lips should be boiled with his own pudding or promptly have his man card revoked one of the two. Why is it that we all inherently get that sense of disgust, that feeling of embarrassment for a man who whines about being offended But not many of us can articulate as to the reason. It's simple. Both men and women respect men who take ownership. Men who take action. Choosing to be offended is the epitome of inaction. Today's offended men are seen as wimpy simply because they are. Instead of harnessing whatever affront is facing them, instead of facing it head-on, dealing with the problem and coming out the other side a stronger man, the modern male chooses to sulk, to whine, and inevitably call Gloria Steinem. We don't need any more offended men. We need more leaders. We don't need any more professional protesters. We need more husbands. We don't need any more filthy coffeehouse hipsters. We need more fathers. So next time you men think about choosing to be offended by something somebody else says or does, put down the chocolate my doll, and take control over your own life. Stop being offended and start taking action. You'll be glad you did. Plus, chicks dig it. Outstanding. Very nicely done. Louderwithcrowder.com. Real men don't get offended. And he is exactly right. There is a lack of male leadership. And part of that stems from the feminist movement. A great portion of that stems from the feminist movement because boys are told from the time they come out of the womb that they need to be more in touch with their feminine side they need to be more sensitive, more soft. They need to be more caring. Oh, don't play cops and robbers. No, 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 no. We're not going to watch Bugs Bunny and Roadrunner cartoons. We don't want to see. We don't want to see Wiley Coyote. A Roadrunner dropping an anvil on Wiley Coyote. No, 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 no. That's too too masculine. That's that's too violent. Let's let's do more shows that have kumbaya-type moments, where we can all hold hands and sing together kumbaya. They cannot wrestle. They cannot roughhouse. All the things that boys do that is a natural part of their social composition, a part of their learning to be a boy, learning to grow into a young adult, and then subsequently a man are being taken away. Women love to play... The glass ceiling card, the feminists. Oh, men have been put down. We need a woman president. Why? Because we need a woman. Aren't girls going to be so happy when their mothers can say, you can, be, you can grow up to be a president just like Hillary Clinton or Carly Fiorina or whomever? It's absurd. There is no glass ceiling. The proof is in the pudding. Over the past 50 years... The ratio of women graduating compared to men from college has increased dramatically. An overwhelming majority, over 60%, college graduates are women. Over 60% of secondary post-education degrees, women. And men have been made to look like dumb schlubs in TV shows, in sitcoms, in cartoons in the newspaper, and when I, ever I I talk to a, a newlywed, a, 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 a guy that's just gotten married, first thing I ask him is, tell me, who controls the finances in your house? And I, invariably, 9 out of the 10 tell me, oh, I just give it to my wife. She handles everything. They're abrogating their responsibilities as a man. They're abrogating their responsibilities as an alpha. They are not an alpha because they don't know how to be an alpha because they've never been led by an alpha. And so what has happened over the last 50 years? We now are producing men that are offended. You say something, they're offended. And it goes with women, too, by the way. You see women that in the millennial age, you talk to them and try to give them constructive criticism, and they look at you and say, I can't believe you're attacking me. And you say, I'm not attacking you. I'm just showing you in a polite way how to do this right or how to do this properly or how to do this better. Because their parents have always told them from the time they've grown up. You're great. You're perfect. You're wonderful. You can have anything you want. We don't want to, we want you to have more than we did. So do whatever you want. And they grow up to become incompetent and incapable adults. So, lieutenants, this is a war that will not be waged over the next week or the next months or years. It's going to be decades. It took 40, 50 years to get to this. Hopefully, it'll take less, but our war on wussification is alive and well, and you will hear more about it front and center here on The Cigar Dave Show.
0: The Monte Cristo Social Club presents Swords, Stars, and Sinatra, an evening celebrating the Monte Cristo 80th anniversary, hosted by the General Cigar Dave and featuring Jack Daniels Sinatra Select and other Jack Daniels spirits. All attendees will receive the extremely limited Monte Cristo 80th Anniversary Cigar, the Monte Cristo Estoque, the Monte Cristo Vintage White Connecticut, and the Monte Cristo Platinum Tampa Edition. Swords, Stars, and Sinatra will be held poolside at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Tampa on Thursday, October 29th from 7 to 10 p.m. For more details and to purchase tickets, go to CigarDave.com.
6: This is Rocky Patel. If you're a beginner, or if you just enjoy a great mild cigar like I do in the morning, I suggest you try the Vintage 99. This seven-year-old Connecticut wrapper delivers a creamy, mild, smooth flavor. It's very, very balanced on your palate, and it absolutely is delightful. Tons of flavor, a perfect draw, and an incredible ash. This cigar is smooth,
0: In the fertile fields of the Connecticut River Valley, there is still one cigar brand who grows their own Connecticut shade
1: wrappers, Monte Cristo. Prized for its unique silky texture,
0: this exquisite tobacco has now been used to craft a cigar worthy of its name, the Monte Cristo White Vintage Connecticut. Building on the legacy of the beloved Monte Cristo White series, this excellent medium to full-bodied cigar is rich, flavorful, and complex. Crafted with only the finest vintage 2008 wrapper leaves, the Monte Cristo White Vintage Connecticut cigar has subtle notes of spices, vanilla, and hazelnuts. Packaged in a gorgeous handcrafted box,
1: these exceptional cigars are available now at your local tobacconist. Pick up a Monte
0: Cristo White Vintage today and experience the spirit of the valley. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat, even if you do not inhale we Sheep's carcass. The general viciously shreds the enemies of pleasure and licks his blood soaked chops with the taste of victory.
1: All right, next beer up for Cigar Oktoberfest comes to us from Shock Top, their Honeycrisp Apple Wheat, a unique handcrafted brewed hybrid of Belgian wheat beer and sweet cider with natural Honeycrisp flavor to produce a very unique taste. I will Open this up. Now, Shock Top Brewing, you think, is a craft beer, right? Not exactly. Owned by Anheuser-Busch. And as I open this up, wow, I can smell that apple, that cider taste right from the get-go. Oh, my God, beautiful. Lovely aroma. I will say cheers. Take a sip. Wow, that's good. But it tastes more like apple cider than it does beer. The Shock Top Honeycrisp apple wheat Mm. would definitely not be an everyday selection, but certainly around this time of year fall, very, very nice, especially for those people that may not be beer drinkers. This gives them something that has a little bit of a beer taste, but a lot more apple cidery type taste. Let's say hello to, uh, let's see, Bryce, in the Cigar City area, you are front and center.
2: Hey, Long General. Back at you. Hey, yeah, I'm having a Sierra Nevada Oktoberfest this morning, or I guess this afternoon with a uh, L. Wallen say from uh, Foundation Cigar. Outstanding. It goes, yeah, it goes nice together. Beautiful. Um, yeah, so, you know, I wanted to talk to you about the uh, – I heard you say something about Bernie Sanders earlier, the, the, the Democratic debate this week. Yes. And watching – following your live tweets.
1: Yes. Priceless.
2: Absolutely priceless. Which one was it? You know, it kills me when you're talking about the whole wussified beta male. I mean, that, that – that, what about those guys on stage that night? I mean, did not each one of them?
1: Well, uh, Lincoln know? Chafee, I mean, talk about Wussified. First of all, I didn't know that parts uh, men who parted their hair in the middle, I thought that was out around 1858. <laughs> and as right? I said, he would have been a great president right around, uh, you know, the 1800s. But yeah. I love what he said. It I was my first vote. My, my father died. I just took over. I didn't know what I was doing. Are you serious, Give me a break. I I I was like, get off the stage right now. Now, Jim Webb is definitely an alpha. He's not Mr. Yeah. Personality, but the guy right, is right. an alpha, although he went from being a Republican to a Democrat and voted for Obamacare and is an absolute lib. So in any way, shape oh, yeah. or form, yeah, not my cup of tea, but I will say this he's got bigger nads of steel than anybody else on that stage. No true, doubt about true. it. No doubt.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Bernie Sanders, there's somebody who tweeted out, uh, you know, remember those two characters from The Muppets, those old guys from The Muppets? Right. They said you take the one guy with the mustache and take it off, and you got Bernie Sanders. Uh,
1: well, I'm getting into my Bernie Sanders impression. I've been working on it. First of all, you have to uh, you have to hunch down a little bit. You have to dishevel your hair just a little bit. I've got glasses on that are, that are slightly coming down. Uh, these are glasses from, I think, 1975 that are slightly hanging down my nose. And I do sound like I'm related to Jackie Mason. Well, let me just say this to you. Maybe just maybe, that every American should be able to get a free cigar every day. It is not right that the richest nation in the world does not allow every single American to get a free cigar and a free libation. And let the trillionaires, the zillionaires, the millionaires pay for it. So I'm working on my Bernie, rice. That's classic. It's classic. It's awesome. (laughs) More birdie coming up in the weeks ahead. Here's what I'll do for you. Give me the beer that you just enjoyed. Tell me what you... Uh, The the
2: Sierra Nevada Oktoberfest.
1: Oh, the Oktoberfest? So I've got a great cigar. I'm going to get you the Monte Cristo White Vintage Connecticut that will pair up beautifully because that's a nice lager. That is coming your way, Bryce. And, lieutenants, we shall continue. 877-DAVE-007. Still much more to get to. I want to talk to you about the new Camacho Shellback. Very cool new cigar, Limited as well as talking about what is out at Playboy. U.S. Air flew their last flight yesterday. I have pictures when we
0: continue. The October selection for the Cigar Dave Officers Club is the Perdomo Special Craft Series, including Amber, Stout, and Pilsner that pair beautifully with beers for Cigar Oktoberfest. The Perdomo Special Craft Series Stout has a dark, oily Cuban Seed Nicaraguan Maduro wrapper and Nicaraguan binders and fillers. The Maduro is a medium to full bodied cigar that pairs with your favorite Stout, Porter, Brown Ale, Bach, Dunkel, or Imperial Stout. It's easy to join the Officers Club to have these cigars shipped directly to you. Just log on to CigarDave.com.
5: Hi,
6: this is Rocky Patel. I'm here with my brother Nish and my cousin Nimish and we're talking cigars. Guess what? They want me to vote on what my favorite cigar is. It's tough, but I'm gonna go with the Decade. I love it, it's rich, decadent, and smooth. Rocky, you know what, the Decade's a great cigar, but the 15th anniversary, that's the cigar. That celebrated your 15 years in business, and I gotta tell you,
0: it's my favorite.
6: You know what, Nish and Rocky, you both are wrong. The best cigar is Freedom by Rocky Patel. This cigar delivers a lot of spice, a lot of flavor, And in my opinion, it's the best cigar we make. As usual, we can't agree, but guess what? There's a great cigar for everyone. I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com.
0: Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Cigar Dave Show, your passport to unabashed pleasure.
1: All right, Lieutenant. so I have now completed two tastings. The Ellicottville Oktoberfest Lager by Ellicottville Brewing Company, excellent, smooth, a little bit of hoppiness, and the Shock Top Honeycrisp Apple Wheat, which is made by Anheuser-Busch, and uh, definitely more on the apple wheat side than it is on the beer side. Almost tastes like apple cider with a splash of beer mixed. And next week, we will be conducting our maneuvers, our broadcast maneuvers from Dunedin Brewery. As Michael Bryant, the proprietor, will join us as we sample some of his great brews, as well as some other non-Dunedin brewing brews. He makes great beer. In fact, we'll be there when he's brewing. And uh, we'll talk about some of the changes in the world of beer, because at one time, all these craft brews were just that, craft breweries. But over the last five to seven years, the big boys, Anheuser-Busch, Coors-Miller, Miller-Saab, they have started to acquire craft brews, and they've started to create their own craft brews. So, for example, Shock Top, people think, oh, that's, a, that's a, it's a craft brewery. It's not. It's part of Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri, as they say, and a number of other big names. Big craft brews that you are familiar with have sold, as some would say, to the enemy, the bigger guys. But... Big changes, big merger going on in the world of beer. We'll get to that next week for our annual Cigar Oktoberfest beer tasting from the Dunedin Brewery. Let's go to uh, Joe. You are front and center. We welcome you. Hello, Joe. Hello, Joe. Good
2: afternoon, Joe. Greetings, Joe. Good afternoon, sir.
1: Back at you.
4: I've got I got questions
1: for you. Yes, sir.
4: I heard you say something about shaving cream. That's
1: wrong. That's correct. We're going to be doing yeah. a sh- upcoming show in November on getting that perfect shave. I cannot stop touching my face. It is so smooth. It is unbelievable. Yeah, it's like a baby's right. ass. Yeah. Right. Or Edward Jagger, right? Yeah. Edward Jagger. Yeah, Edwin Jagger. A, it's excellent.
4: Heard. John, the second question is about the cigars. Yes. Of course, we always talk about it. We we have some cigars, you call like 6.50 or 5.50, and we get in like with my measure, i get 4 to 6 on the measure. Does that happen sometimes?
1: Wait a minute. When you say 4 to 6, what do you mean?
4: Yeah, the the, the ring. The ring.
1: Oh, the ring. Well, the ring gauge is, is, no, no, we say a 46 ring gauge. It's expressed as... Uh in terms of diameter, 64ths of an inch. So a 46 okay, yeah. ring would be 46 64ths of an inch. A 52 ring gauge is 52 64ths of an inch. So it's slightly less than an inch in diameter. That's, yes. Right. So right. now you know, Joe, and here's what I will do for you. Let me send well, you yeah. out some uh, I know you're you're down south from the Cigar City. I'm gonna send you some of the Rocky Patel. 20th anniversary cigars that are medium in flavor. They're a huge hit. We launched them in Buffalo in mid-August at the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest. They were off the charts. You are going to love them, one of Rocky's greatest blends. So, Joe, they are coming out to you. And, lieutenants, I should tell you that when we talk about shaving, and we will do a show on shaving because we spend so much time, and I calculated, I, I, I thought about this, I said, how much time do I think, do I you know, every week do I spend shaving. So I timed it this morning. Now, I do not, I take my time when I shave because I see some people that shave and by the time they're done, they got cuts all over the place. It's unbelievable. So what I do, first of all, is I shave in the shower. I, I like to get that heat, that steam softens up the beard area. Then I apply a little bit of beard softener. Now, I use this Edwin Jagger that I was mentioning to you You can use Noxime as well. I've done that as well. And then you use either soap or shaving cream. And what I do is, first of all, I do my right side down with the grain. Then I relather on the right side, go against the grain, especially around the side by the cheekbone. because I want to make sure I get all that. uh, I don't want any stubble. I want to make sure it's nice and smooth. Do the same on the left side. The chin area takes the longest. There's no question about it. Because you've got all those ridges and valleys and peaks. It takes a long time. And then I do the mustache area. So I timed it this morning. Now, I take my time. Most guys, probably less than that. But it took me 8 minutes and 15 seconds this morning. I rounded it up. 8 minutes and 15 seconds to shave. Now, many guys would say, that's crazy. No, but I just take my time. So let's just say 8 minutes. And I normally shave 7 days a week. Sometimes on a Sunday, I will not. But let's just say I do. So during the course of a year, that's 2,912 minutes. Divided by 60, that is... 48 hours per year. That is over 1 week of work hours spent shaving. So it is a if you're spending 1 week that's like a 1 week vacation, it is key. It is absolutely essential that you have the proper product. So we will guide you in terms of proper smoothness and I'm telling you I cannot stop touching my face. I got the smoothest shave. It is like a baby's ass. It is unreal. Incredible. All right, let's say hello to uh, Debbie in Hotland, listening on 640 WGST. Debbie, you're up.
4: Hey, how are you? Long ashes, General.
1: Back at you, Debbie.
4: Okay, four things. Number one, I'm a strong female male. Number one, I'm an alpha male. Number two, yes, there is a wolf fiction in America because of the fact that I'm seeing so many younger men Coming into the workplace, and they're just like, <clears throat> and my husband isn't. He got in the '70s and '80s. He was tagged a couple times in the company that he worked with. Um, I'm not going to mention that. What do you mean but, tagged? What do you mean um, tagged?
1: Yes, sir. Yeah, Debbie. What do you mean by tagged? You said your company, your your husband was tagged.
4: Uh. Uh. He, um, they tried to, um, HR tried to uh, do a, you know.
1: Like a sexual harassment thing? Exactly. Okay.
5: And
4: um, I called and said, okay, fine, we're hiring an outside attorney. You tell me what he did. And all of a sudden it all went away.
1: Well, we're seeing that now, unfortunately, in workplaces where people are just so sissified and you say something to somebody the wrong way and all of a sudden they get all offended and, you know, you didn't talk to me. And, it, and you a lot of the younger people because they're used to being told they're perfect and they're great. So when you correct them on something, they don't know how to deal with it. But, Debbie, you are a woman. You like a strong alpha male. You appreciate a strong alpha male. And I would say that the overwhelming majority, in fact, I'd tell you probably 90% of women, out there at least want a strong alpha male. They want a decisive Absolutely. gent. Absolutely all
4: the women I hang around with do. They don't want some kind of weak little beta male.
1: They don't want a, wussific, a wussified male. I would say Hell that... Hell no. Now, if you, here's what women want. They want a combination of General George S. Patton, mm-hmm. Frank Sinatra, mm-hmm. Dean Martin. And you know what that equals when you add those up? Cigar Dave the General.
4: Bingo. But at the same time, the woman wants to look at the man and say, we are a team. We are a team.
1: Well, you can be a team, but the yes. man is still yes. the chairman of the board with 50.1% of the vote.
4: Yeah, that, uh, yeah. And that's what my husband told me before we got married. That he had 51% of the vote.
1: There you go. The front porch he to really the He did. Debbie, the front porch to the back porch is yours. The rest of the world is his. Very simple game. Life is simple. Everybody okay. wants to make it complicated.
4: I've been doing it for 33 years.
1: Exactly. And let me tell you, I'm sure you see a lot of people around, guys around, and they are just totally wussified. Let me tell you, if you see a, 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 a male with a nurse, a man purse, right there,
4: yes. that is the first indication. We had a boss who walked feminine and he had a wife and he had two children but it was like um okay normally when the man works the man doesn't take off you know the the woman takes off i'm sorry but that's just the way it is if the children are sick the woman takes off right he did it
1: well, you know, you've got a lot of wussified men out there. We have seen it. There's no doubt about it, Debbie. You hit it right on the uh, you hit it right on the head. And and the fact is, you speak for the overwhelming majority of women. They want a strong alpha male. They want a decisive guy. You want your husband to call and say, "Debbie, 7 o'clock tonight, we're going out to Bones in Buckhead. So dress appropriately. Then afterward, we're going to go right across the street. There's a nice little jazz and a little bourbon bar, and we're going to go over there. So be ready, babe. Look hot for me when I come at 7 o'clock. I
4: wish my husband could do that, but thank you.
1: There you go, but the point Thank being you. is that's exactly. I
4: understand.
1: Yes, you, you you want you want a man that's going to be decisive. You don't want him to say, yes. "I don't know what are you going to do today? What do we what do we want to do? Where are we going to go? I don't know." I'm telling you, that you is. Know, and I, I see we,
4: And here's the other funny thing: my husband was always a half hour late, so we would always back up the times.
1: Yeah, I run late as well. That's you know, okay. so he would get. Guess- True alpha's <laughs> always run late.
4: Okay. we lied to him. Yes, we did. We
1: That's okay. That's okay. When I go to my dentist, they do the same thing. They tell me my appointments <laughs> at nine o'clock or nine fifteen. knowing it's that it's nine thirty. Pleasure
4: talking. To All right, you hey Seth. Debbie, hold oh, on a second. Debbie,
1: you my call. Debbie, I appreciate it. Hold thank on one you. second. Hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. How about now? Does your husband smoke I'm, cigars? I'm
4: not going anywhere. Thank you.
1: Okay. Does your husband smoke cigars? Oh,
4: three a day. And he's been listening to you since you
1: started. Outstanding. So, Debbie, here's what I'm going to do for him. We are going to send him out the Julius Caesar by Diamond Crown, a top-of-the-line, super-premium cigar, <gasps> very limited. Oh my God. Yes. It is outstanding, made by J.C. Newman here in the Cigar City of Tampa. We'll send a nice little sampler pack coming your way, Debbie. And it is incumbent upon you, Debbie, when you see women who end up with these wussified betas, pull them aside and 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 slap some sense into them.
4: Well, you know, here's the problem. They were raised the same way that the, the wussifieds were. Yeah, to agree, you're right. That's what they expect.
1: You're exactly right. Debbie, we appreciate it. Stand by. We'll get those Julius Caesar by Diamond Crowns out to you. All right, lieutenants. Next up, it is time for number three beer selection for Cigar Oktoberfest. Next up. We're going to Western New York, the southern tier of Western New York. We are going to Southern Tier Brewing. And they are a craft brewer that has just exploded, absolutely exploded in popularity. In fact, you can see get their products almost everywhere, uh, at least on the East Coast. They are in Lakewood, New York, in the southern tier, uh, south of Buffalo. And they have grown by leaps and bounds. They've got a huge different selection, but I'm picking out... Their IPA, which is part of their regular year-round series. They've got different series. They've got their their seasonal series. They've got their year-rounders. They've got their specialty series. But I am picking out their IPA, India Pale Ale. And this is a version of a brewing legacy because IPAs get their name from colonial roots. British soldiers in India did not have access to good beer. And all the malty ales they attempted to take on the boat with them would go stale, so they added a generous amount of hops to their pale ales, which created a drinkable beer that could survive the heat, the motion of the sailing ships, and a new style of beer was thus born. It is an ale with a very hoppy, large profile. So this particular beer is 7.3% alcohol by volume. So it is a very... Very stout beer, if you will. Not stout in style, but it's definitely got a lot of flavor on it. And they use ale yeast, four varieties of hops, four varieties of malts. I will open it up as I do so. Beautiful. Pour that into the glass. Ooh, that is nice and coppery in color. Nice light effervescence. Oh, wow. A little pine, some floral notes, some citrus. Mmm, mmm. Boy, I could smell that beer all day. That is so absolutely wonderful on the nose. (laughs) Say cheers. Mmm. Oh, yeah. Very round on the back. Definitely the hoppiness. A little bit of that, that bold sourness on the back. Interesting story with IPA. Pale ale with more hoppiness so British soldiers could enjoy their brewski over in their India colony. Very, very pleasant. Take another sip. Mm. Wow, very different than the Elegantville Oktoberfest Lager I started out with, the Shock Top Honey Crisp Apple Wheat, the India Pale Ale by Southern Tier, very nice. And we'll wrap it up in uh, the next segment with the Eight Ball Stout from Low Coast or Lost Coast Brewery out in the People's Republic of California as we celebrate Oktoberfest, Lieutenants. When we come back, we will talk Playboy. Big changes in Playboy, and I will hopefully get to the new. Camacho Shellback, very unique cigar, just released last week as we continue. Final and concluding segment of this edition of The Cigar Dave Show is next.
0: The 2015 Alpha Pleasure Fest at The Rock is Saturday, November 21st at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Tampa. The Alpha Male Good Life Maneuvers are presented by Davidoff and distilled by Jack Daniels. Your VIP tickets to the Alpha Pleasure Fest include Davidoff cigars, Jack Daniels libations, a scrumptious buffet fit for an Alpha Male, a special gift from Cigar Dave, and so much more. Tickets are on sale now at CigarDave.com. Get ready to celebrate the good life with the Monte Cristo Social Club Roadshow coming soon to a city near you. Enjoy world-class premium cigar brands like Monte Cristo, Romeo y Julieta, and H. Upman, sip on delicious drinks and savor fine foods. You'll also hear an exclusive lecture about crafting premium cigars, from the first seeds to hand-rolled masterpieces. Visit com slash Roadshow for more information, and to reserve your tickets to join in the festivities. Surgeon General's warning, cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat even if you do not inhale. The new Romeo Inejo by Romeo y Julieta is crafted with a passion grown through time. Its double-fermented 2008 vintage tobaccos find their perfect companion with a stock-cut dark Connecticut wrapper. Together, they're aged in unique cedar cojones for a bold, sophisticated experience featuring notes of coffee and dark chocolate. Experience the timeless passion of the Romeo and Yeho today at
5: your local tobacconist. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight.
0: The foremost authority on cigars, spirits, diversions, and the good life. The General Cigar Dave. All right,
1: Lieutenants, final concluding segment. I will get to the last beer here momentarily. But first up, it is indeed a sad day for many of us who grew up as young lads. Getting our first Playboy, seeing hot, naked women in Playboy. Of course, telling everyone we wanted to read it for the articles and the interviews. Well, we know that was absolute, total bull. We wanted to see the hot dames with ample rackage and stackage. Now, I have said over the last number of years that Playboy has lost its sex appeal. It's lost its sizzle factor. It's lost its cachet. Hugh Hefner is now pushing 90. I think he'll be 90 later this year or early next year. Hugh Hefner should not have been the face, nor the editor-in-chief of Playboy for the last 30 years. You need new blood. Hugh Hefner was hip. He was cool when he was in his 30s, his 40s, even his 50s. But it's time for a change, and I've I've been advocating for years that I should have been the natural person to come in and take over the mantra, the, the mantle, if you will, from Hugh Hefner. Because I symbolize everything that that magazine was all about. Great living, enjoying the good life, hot dames. Well... The magazine has gone from a huge circulation from $5.5 million in 1975 to 800000 today. And the magazines that have been hot, FHM, Maxim, which showed hot dames, but not nude hot dames. So Playboy now has decided they have to change with the times. And the top editor went to see Hugh Hefner at the Playboy Mansion a while back, and he presented a radical suggestion. He said that The magazine that helped shape the sexual revolution should stop publishing images of naked women. So they are going to change. You're going to see a totally rebranded magazine. They're going after the millennial, a little bit more art, new design. They'll still have hot women, but a little more natural, not in those fake, phony, uh, airbrushed settings. So, Playboy, no more nudes. In one way, it is very sad. And another way they're adapting. Maybe the magazine will get hip again, and maybe I'll buy it again. But they actually—I didn't realize this—that about a year ago they stopped featuring nudes on their Playboy.com website, and their traffic spiked. Now I have just tweeted out a picture of a little comment about Playboy, and there is a picture of Candy Loving from the who's the 19? Actually, the 25th anniversary uh, playmate and she was in the magazine in i believe february 1979 i had the biggest hots for her and as you will see lieutenant's now it is because there is a little bit of nudity involved you actually have to you actually have to give approval so you will see this uh, you have to view the photo and then it says the following media may contain sensitive material well i'm not sensitive sensitized by it at all but just A gorgeous bay. Beautiful rack. You will see her. You will see why I had the crush. And actually, I believe she lives in the the general Cigar City area. I think she lives over in St. Petersburg or Clearwater. She's got to be at least in her late 50s now. But she was quite the looker back then. And if you go to Twitter, you will check that out. Now, one final story here. And I'm going to save the Camacho Shellback uh, item for next week when we uh, conduct our Cigar beer tasting maneuvers from the Dunedin Brewery in Dunedin, Florida, right across from the Cigar City. But yesterday was a very big day. It marked the last official day that U.S. Air flew. After the history since 1939, when it started out uh, as a regional carrier, became Allegheny, then U.S. Air, then U.S. Airways, it is no longer. And Captain Cy Emerus, our longtime friend, retired about five years ago as the number two seniority-ranked captain at U.S. Airways. He flew everything from the DC-3 up to the A-330. He was the first pilot at U.S. Airways trained on the new A-330 and taught others. And yesterday, Captain Eric, longtime friend of the Cigar Dave show, comes to all of our events, personal friend. He took a picture. He flew on a flight from Philadelphia to Dublin, Ireland. He was the uh, captain On the A330 in the left seat. And he did a toast with a cigar. Of course, these cigars that I provide him from the Officers Club. And I will tweet that out. So, kind of sad. And also a picture of Edwin Kolodny, the former CEO and chairman, who rode on the final flight from San Francisco back to Philadelphia with a little champagne. He looks great, pushing 90 years of age. One of the best CEOs ever. Not like Doug Parker, the current CEO, who's a total... Absolute putts. Actually he's a schmuck and he's an alky at that as well. Lieutenant Cigar Dave the General saying mayor humidor always be full. Mayor cutter always be sharp. Mayor Ash be extra extra long semper Delictatio. Always pleasure.